First came the night, then came the dawn. Now comes the most eagerly awaited day in horror film history. George A. Romero's Day of the Dead. We've been punished by the Creator. He visited a curse. Hello! Is anyone there? For the few remaining, their only hope of survival is to find a cure. You're wasting time trying to define what's happening. But the odds are against them. We're in the minority now. Something like 400,000 to one by my calculations. And so is Captain Rhodes. Anybody else have any questions about the way things are gonna run around here from now on? Their one chance is Bub. It's working on instinct. A deep, dark, primordial instinct. But their time is running out. They can be fooled, don't you see? They can be tricked into being good little girls and boys. Same way we were tricked into it. I promise some reward to come. But when the tricks wouldn't work... They're learning. They're actually learning. Their world fell apart. Hey listeners, welcome back. You're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about horror movies, and uh, we're going to spoil them. We're going to try not to spoil the recently watched Too Terribly Bad, and it's not Halloween anymore. It's stupid November, and here we are. So, uh, did I mention we're not professional critics? Not yet. Don't need to. Uh, Probably not. Or you have now. And uh, I know I didn't thank the Moonrays, so thank you, Moonrays, for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features. Find them on... uh, Oh, the iTunes and the Amazon? On the iTunes. <laughs> Find us on the Instagram and the Facebook. We are Chewing the Scenery. They are uh, the Moon Dash Rays. And, uh, spoilers. Spoilers ahead, yes. Um, we're, yeah, I think I said that. I think Did we? Yeah. Okay. I rattle it off so fast now. We are going to spoil the things we're talking about. <laughs> we are going to spoil this stuff. Uh, recently watched, not as much. Um, Will tapped out of 31 for 31. I didn't take a final count, but I think I made it, except for I believe I watched Halloween 2 twice. So, maybe I only and made And Halloween it. 2, 3 once. Yeah, and Halloween 3, not at all. Uh, so, I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Hello. So, guys, what you watched since last time? Um, any announcements? Any craziness? I don't think I watched anything crazy. 
Um, I'm having a hard time thinking what I watched, other than about four episodes of Sabrina. What do you think so far? Uh, well, I've seen it all. Okay. I, I've not seen it all, but I've seen the end, oh. so I'm not going to go back. Oh. I watched the first episode and the last three. Oh. Uh, Why'd you skip the middle? Because it's like a comic book, and I couldn't get to the store in time. My stupid mom wouldn't go grocery shopping, so when I got down there, all the Sabrina episodes were sold out. No, uh, <laughs> Jean like decided it. to watch them while I was at work, because oh. she stayed home and worked for home on Halloween, Okay, and decided to watch Sabrina, Yep, which is not Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. It's, um, in, it's in the Riverdale universe. I really, really wish that instead of what it is, it was Sally Draper in a Mad Men spinoff. Yeah. Where she goes to L.A. in the 70s and gets mixed up with Satanist. Anton LaVey specifically. Yes. Why not? Yeah. Jane Mansfield did it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, She's probably significantly Sammy less. Davis Jr., you know, could show <laughs> That's up. right. He was briefly a Satanist for the chicks, man. Yeah. Uh you got to try everything. Yeah. In the 70s. Wow. So I'm I'm about 5 or 6 episodes into it. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's it's its own thing. And um there's the usual bumbling uh writing that occurs with uh witchcraft and satanism. It's like you guys could totally get it right. All you'd have to do would you know be research a little but you don't so or you don't care and you deliberately write it you know, for whatever reasons, uh, the wrong way. Yeah. Um, it's not how Satanism works. That's not how witchcraft works. Since Jean watched all of them, um, binged all but one episode in a day, she said that she had a daydream that she was a, a, uh, executive at the CW and would have said, mm, not quite up to our snuff. So right. take, take that with, you know, for what it is, uh, it not good enough for the CW. Yeah, why don't you drag your sorry asses over to Netflix and see if that sticks? Yeah, Netflix not is like, good oh, totally for the CW. <laughs> um, I find it weird. Like they can't. I find it tonally strange. Oh yeah. Like some of it, they want to be really dark, and other times they want to be kind of silly. Kind of silly, but more than that, they want to be kind of saccharine. And sugary sweet, sort of. And then, I don't know. I don't think the tone works for me. I also find poor Sally Draper not much of an actress in this. Okay. Um, Her character is also sort of unlikable. I don't like Sabrina. Okay. Um, I could understand if she was headstrong and right. Okay. But she's headstrong and wrong. <laughs> and that makes it hard to root for her. Okay. Um, I don't know where you are because I missed a whole bunch, but she brings somebody back from the dead. Holy crap. And is totally wrong about it and never admits it as far as I could tell. Okay. I mean... But isn't that how those stories work? Like the monkey's poor, like someone, someone's pretty smart, and they, but they bring someone back from the dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does, but you get the feeling they want Sabrina to you. They want the the viewer to see her as being smarter 
and better than everybody. Okay. And I don't know. Uh, that's maybe where the tonal shift weirdness comes from in my eyes. Is like, are we supposed to root for her, or mm. is she supposed to be, um, you know, are we supposed to root against her like you do in in horror movies, like tonight's movie? You root against several people in the yes. film. That you're like, I can't wait till he dies. Yeah, yeah, like pretty much all of them except for one or two. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's funny. I, I think when I watch this, I, I take it with this big grain of salt and just sort of see it more two dimensionally, like an Archie comic literally is two dimensional. Uh, but I never found Archie comics to have that weird tonal shift. Archie is all goofy. Yeah. It's all goofy. It's all sort of out of date. Right. I always found Archie to be about 20 years behind the <laughs> oh, times, yeah. Yeah. which was amusing. Yeah. They're... I especially love 60s Archies where hippies are, you're obviously reading some 50-year-old guy, you know, middle-aged, middle-American man writing this, you know, far-out hippie yeah. stuff that he's like, I don't get it. Are they like hobos that are into love? What are they? What right. are these people? And then you've got the, uh, you know, the portrayals of college students and they're running around with straw hats and raccoon coats, waving pennants. And Yes, they're still 23 Skidoo and, and it's 1970. And they're, they're, yeah, they're crowding into phone booths and eating goldfish. <laughs> yeah, and we don't yeah. mean the crackers. Right. Maybe they're just ahead of their time and it's, it's like millennial Hipst- hipsters. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's some hipster thing. I could totally see that. How was Halloween for both of you? Yeah, Will, did you get trick-or-treaters? No, I never get trick-or-treaters. Is it because you don't turn on the porch light? I didn't have a porch light this year, but even when I've had, even when I decorated, I didn't get trick-or-treaters. That's weird. First year we were there in this current house, uh, maybe three the first year. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe. Right. And none since then. Well... Even with the neighborhood, quote unquote, gentrifying, um, and for the listeners where Will and I are on the east side of Denver and Jolien's just technically on the west side, I guess. Well, I don't know. Downtown. What, yeah. It's down, classified as downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would say if you started walking from where you are downtown, you're, you know, and I'm, heading I'm west. 15 minutes from the center of town. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you, you could be... In the west side of town pretty quick from where you are, but not on the east yeah, side Yeah, one, one of the gangs used to be the west side. The west side mafia. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for our area, um, things haven't changed as much yet. And uh, I would say we had about seven groups of trick-or-treaters timed almost exactly 20 minutes apart. Wow, well, that's what you said. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I think they were changing costumes. <laughs> At the end of the block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So with that... Uh, I handed out uh, all the candy I definitely didn't want first. And then uh, the stuff I was ambivalent about started going next. Mm. And then the smallest kids with the cutest costumes get the most candy. That's just the best thing to do. And uh, so there's some Twizzlers and crap Did you single out one kid to give a rock to? I should have. I really should have. (laughs) You know. Oh, we watched that on Halloween. Oh, good. A real real Charlie Brown. Yeah. I watched it uh, a couple nights before Halloween, um, The Great Pumpkin. It's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, was that it for you recently watched, or did you have any movies in there? Uh, I'm sure I watched something else, but I don't remember. Yeah, but not horror. Sabri- because... Sabrina wiped out. I think we finished Miss Maisel. Oh, yeah. 
Mrs. Maisel. The marvelous Miss Mrs. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Um. I think that's it. Cool. Um. Yeah, I could go next. It's a fairly short list that we've covered most of them before. Uh, after we watched Hereditary for the show, I watched uh, Teenage Zombies, which Jolien, thank you. Uh, that was a showcase. That was a showcase of magnificent acting. <laughs> I think they all went to the Leave It to Beaver school of acting. What year was that thing? I don't remember. Sometime in the 60, 65, yeah, 66. Teenage Zombies? Oh, yeah, maybe it's like 59 no, it's or earlier 60. than that. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. It's no later than like 62, probably. Well, those kids were just adorable. They were so wholesome and so naive. Um, any listeners who like black and white movies of naive teenagers getting in over their heads and the adults not believing them and then sinister doings going on. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I should have taken notes on some of the things that were so remarkable about uh, the plot and the acting, but uh, I got through it and then I realized, you know what? I should watch Plan 9 from Outer Space next because mm. <laughs> it's kind of on par acting wise. Uh, so I watched Plan 9 from Outer Space and then Night of the Living Dead, mm. uh, getting closer to Halloween. And then Halloween night, I watched Halloween and Halloween 2. Did you get anything new out of Night of the Living Dead? Um, anything new is out of this it? Your, like, is this your new copy? Doesn't it have new footage? Yeah. Uh, or a work print or something. Yeah, the, the, this is the um, Criterion edition. Yeah. I don't recall what was new or different because I watched it when I first got it uh, months ago. Mm. But uh, I would have to maybe look at a list of differences and pay more attention. But it's it just seems like there's some footage that would be missing from one copy or another. And clearly the whole movie is there because there's like some entrails eating that I think they would edit it out for TV mm. and that sort of thing. This is the Night of Anubis cut. I didn't hit play on the Night of Anubis. Okay. Oh, so okay. Is that's the, the one we want to see. That's the... Uh, oh, that's so... That's the new one. That's the whole story. Well, it's the it's kind of the rougher cut. Okay. So uh, So that means there's more in it. Uh, yeah, it's not quite edited down to the Night of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. Now in love. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, one of the things... I didn't remember the hay hooks as much. I remembered seeing a couple pictures at the end when they're showing like all the still photos of them getting ready Mm -hmm. to drag everybody to the fire. I didn't remember like, you know, there were like six or eight shots of the hay hooks and Mm. it's like, Oh, that's gross. (laughs) Um, And then uh, outside of Halloween, I have since watched one movie that was really fun called Hitman's bodyguard. I was prepared for this to be a mainstream piece of crap uh, that maybe it was just a paycheck for uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, but they both made it really funny. And uh, the action sequences were so stupidly over the top that they were actually very entertaining. Good. Uh, the dialogue was pretty hilarious, uh, but the shootouts and the chases and everything were, I usually get just bored with them, but this was fun to see what they were going to do and how they were going to do it. And it ends mm. up in Amsterdam where um, one of them is speeding along the canal in a boat and the other ones are trying to catch him in cars whilst shooting out with each other. And then Ryan Reynolds is on a motorcycle and it's, it's pretty, pretty amusing, pretty entertaining. I recommend it. That's all I've seen since last time, except for day of the dead, Mm. which was of course a rewatch. Yes. But it was a long time. 
Yeah. Ago, since it's been a long, long time since I've seen Day of the Dead. It's yeah, been... I didn't get a chance to see it. Ah, but, but you've seen it a dozen times or more. Yeah, I've seen it several times. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, as we record this, it's uh, Tom Savini's birthday. He's seventy-two, and looks good shirtless. You know who huh. else is seventy-two and probably doesn't look good shirtless? <laughs> <laughs> he shall go nameless. Uh, yeah, Tom Savini, seventy-two years old. It's hard to believe. Wow. Yeah, he's been making gore and and uh, exploding heads for a lot of decades now. Does he still get his hand in exploding heads? I would assume he's. I don't, he at has least he actually done special effects for. Well, he post he's probably retired. No, he he was at that show I was just at Horror Hound uh, Indianapolis. That doesn't mean he's not retired. Well, he's doing like convention circuit now. Yeah, but, but he doesn't do movie. He doesn't yeah. do any movie stuff anymore. I no. don't believe he he was making leather masks, leather face masks for um for Horror Hound. I saw yeah. that on his Instagram. And he did the Jason Hell Jason for the game. Yeah, yeah, he designed That's that. The last thing of his I saw. Okay, Hell Jason. Yeah, I would have to look that up and see if if there's any official credits. I, I was like, uh, I was keeping a tally of the most popular costumes with trick or treaters. Yeah, and uh, Jason was number one. Wow. Yeah, that's what you said. This year. I didn't see any wow. Jasons. It was a really excellent. The first kid who dressed as him was like the full uh, part three Jason. And, uh, you know, all the, all the right gear and uh, forehead mask and everything. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, for a kid who's not even in first grade yet. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, and like we, we gave them uh, sweets and, and we also had these like uh, glow-in-the-dark spiders. Oh, cool! And I said, uh, "Don't eat this one." Even Jason couldn't eat this one. <laughs> he kept he kept in character. He didn't say anything. He just stood there. Uh, see- <laughs> he stood there seething, holding a machete, just, just breathing heavily. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but it was fun. We we had a we had a bunch of kids. Did you have movies playing for yourself in the background, or music, or what? What'd you do? Uh, no, I, I was I spent most of actual Halloween finishing off the Halloween mix. Uh huh. Oh wow! Right uh, up to I've the got, I have the stats on it to it's, send. It's still playing now, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is uh, five point two two gigabytes. Wow! Wow! One thousand four hundred and two tracks. Wow! And the running time is fifty seven hours thirty one minutes and fifty one seconds. Damn! <laughs> so fifty seven hours. So if you pl- if you work a forty hour week. And this and this was your your uh, overhead music while you were at work. You wouldn't get through it. Mm. You'd have to come in on the weekend to finish listening. That's right. That's that's stunning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got your Halloween report. Uh, we got yeah. your, you got your stats. Uh, so what did I watch? I watched uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom from oh. 2018. How, How is it? it? Have you seen it? Nope. No. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I was like expecting you know, more of the same. You know, at a certain point, you get to all the running and screaming and the hoi hoi. Yeah. But um, it, in this one, uh, they get to the mainland, and uh, most of the action is inside this mansion. So oh, you yes, get this I really cool that. juxtaposition of like this old dark house and dinosaurs. Wow. And there's this really nice scene where uh, there's little kids in their bedroom and you've got all the children's stuff hanging around and there's dinosaurs coming in through the window. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good uh, juxtapositions. It's from the director of The Orphanage. Oh, okay. Uh, he also directed A Monster Calls, which I didn't like. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, 
got Toby Jones is is in it, uh, and the usual cast, you know, recurring cast. Um, it's got more compassion for the animals. So you really care about mm. what happens to them, and uh, we, we wish the villains in this are just so horrible. Uh, I was I was wishing there was like an unrated version, so you could really see them get it. <laughs> uh, you still get some dismemberment goes on, but uh, yeah, they kind of shy away from right. really seeing what's going on. Uh, finished off the Frankenstein Hammer series with Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. All right, nineteen seventy four, Terence Fisher. Uh, you got Peter Cushing and uh, fellow Doctor Who Patrick Troughton. Uh, you got Bernard Lee in it, who's M. Uh, Shane Bryant, David Prowse is the monster. And uh, Madeline Smith, I think it's her best role, uh, playing that's, Angel. That's funny you bring this up. I just drew a picture of that Frankenstein from that oh, yeah. book you lent me okay. just today. Oh, all right. Oh, I look forward to seeing that. Um, yeah. So you did this out in the yard. You're not allowed to do this inside the house, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. No Frankensteins, you know. The house of no Frankenstein. <clears throat> um so this is one where he sets up shop in an asylum. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, on the weak point in this is like the monster suit itself. It's like he's, it's this kind of caveman look to him. He looks very hair suit. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of hidden away and, and you know, he's he's able to emote a bit, but he's kind of buried under all this rubber. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this is David Prowse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen A Clockwork Orange... <laughs> He's the bodybuilder that moves the uh, yep. the rich guy in and out of the wheelchair. Yep. And he's Darth Vader, too. Oh, yes. And he was in um, uh, one of the previous Hammer Frankensteins, uh, Horror of Frankenstein. Yeah. He's not a small dude. Nope. He was also the Green Cross Man. Oh. Ooh. I've heard of that. Did I... that ever show up in... No, I don't think that yeah, ever Yeah, Green showed... Cross uh, Code was, uh, you know, che- teaching children road safety. Yeah. So there were uh, TV ads... And they, they were like a, a bunch of British children. I those weren't so scary. They weren't. Okay. The Ridley Scott ones were. Oh, okay. I'm confusing <laughs> the one where the, it, two. It, uh, the kid runs out in the street and a car's coming and it intercuts them. And then at a vital moment, it cuts to a hammer being smashed by a peach. That oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, the Green Cross Man is like this friendly superhero guy, and uh, when when they they'd have like a back page. Like an ad in comics. Oh, okay. And uh, those were do- drawn by uh, Dave Gibbons. Oh, nice. But um, anyway, uh, the Watchmen. Yeah, Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. Uh, very good. Um, uh, uh, you, uh, about fifty minutes in, you get the surgery scene. It's it's much more gory than usual. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were still doing like these episodes of Frankenstein, and and you think what else was coming out in seventy four? You just uh, yeah yeah. It was, um, you know, they, they just, they they were so quaint at the time. People were really scornful of late period Hammer. Yeah. And you can enjoy them all now because you can take them out of context a bit. and But you enjoy them you, as just well-made period you watch horror. watch this against yeah, but, you know, the at, Texas at the, Chainsaw uh, right, Massacre right. <laughs> that came out the same year. Yeah, and like you'd had The Exorcist the previous year. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, people who'd, who'd grown up on Hammer and loved it, but, you know, they, they were taking it to another level. Yeah. Um, so uh, after that, we saw. Uh, speaking of teenage zombies, we saw Frankenstein Island, mm. 1981. This is the last movie from Jerry Warren. Ooh. Uh, he also did uh, Incredible Petrified World, which also has John Carradine and uh, Robert Clark in it. 
Yes. Um, yeah, this has got Cameron Mitchell in it. Oh, uh, God. Catherine Victor's Sheila Frankenstein. Oh, uh, yes. A dog, Melvin. It's all coming back. Melvin is probably one of the best actors in this movie. He, he really is. <laughs> uh, Robert Clark, who is the hideous sun demon. And it's it's just it's, it's just such a dreadful... It's an awful, <laughs> awful, awful picture. It's You're really selling it, guys. Yeah, John really. Carradine was dead. He was made. dead. They just used footage of him. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the plot. It's wow. just like this wobbly, superimposed head of John Carradine going, the power, the power. Yes. Oh, God. Oh. Um, and it's also dull, you know. It's very dull. It's got one of the worst fights ever. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it was, yeah, I remember it being really, really hard to get through. Yeah. Ooh, there was some hot air ballooning involved. Yeah, like the whole first few minutes is just shots of air balloons and then this dialogue superimposed on it. Yeah. Yes. So it's like Mysterious Island where these balloons get blown off course and end up on an island. Oh, okay. Only not that interesting. No. <laughs> <laughs> you had me, then you lost me. Anyway, uh, then we saw a good one, which was a Young Frankenstein. Oh, from, oh yeah. Also okay, from 1974. Mel Brooks. I think it's one of my favorite ones of his. I think so. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's the best Frankenstein movie made in America since the 30s. You're probably right. Uh, in fact, I'm sure you're right. It's done with such love and and the original equipment from Kenneth Strickfaden. Yep, yep. Yeah, which which makes all the difference. Right. Have a, a writer director who cares mm-hmm. and, and original equipment. Yeah, and the cast is really good and shot yeah, in black and white. Yeah, the t- timing is brilliant. Yeah. Like that, that whole Abbey Normal bit just yeah. get, gets me every time. It's, yeah. It's great. Uh, it's kind of based on the plot of Son of Frankenstein. Right. Um, bits of bride thrown in there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's great. And then we saw uh, Frankenstein Meets the Space Monster from 1965. <laughs> Don't know. That one. one. So that one is like a one of those, a, you know, if people like Plan 9, it's just one of those famously bad movies, but entertainingly okay all right it's really charming uh he's this uh android referred to in the movie as an astro robot (laughs) astro robot and he's uh uh he his rocket is uh, sabotaged by martians who think it's a missile aimed at them okay and they're that old story yeah they're on their way to earth to to grab up uh uh bikini women and so that they can repopulate their devastated planet and uh yeah, the, the android's name is Colonel Saunders, and he gets kind of crispy. Colonel Saunders. He's, he, like, crashes in Puerto Rico, and then this Martian with a ray gun, like, blasts him, and, and like, so half his face is, face is like, all crispy. No, mm. the, they don't realize they could just abduct any women and then put them in bikinis? No, they, no, they, they no. head to the, straight to the beach. Oh, okay. No, it's too much trouble. You go where the bikinis <laughs> are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because they're not going to know, like, earth sizes of things, and they could end up with the wrong size bikinis yeah. for these women they've abducted. And I guess that was their reasoning. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. I'm uh, sure the writers had this all, like, on a big board. Well, the, the writers out. apparently had a good laugh, uh, you know, getting drunk and, and writing the screenplay <laughs> and, and making it funny, and they turned into the studio, and the studio said, no, we want a horror you know, straight horror pictures, so they had to tone down the comedy, but it's still funny. Okay. Uh, the androids, are, uh, the Martians are led by uh, Princess Mar- Marcuzan and Dr. Nadir, who's this, like, uh, guy, he's kind of like this pointy-headed Martian guy. Uh, <laughs> he, he's great. Um, 
he, he like uh, he has this really charming smile. He's he's really happy in his job. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> maximum power. Um, and they've got a pet monster called Mull. And Mull and one of the Martians is played by uh, Bruce Glover. Where do we know Bruce Glover from? He was Mr. Wint in Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, okay. Um, and James Caron is the hero, the late okay. James Caron, who yes. died on October 23rd. He yes. plays Dr. Adam Steele. Yep. And he goes out in search of the android. And uh, uh, Nadia is played by Lou Coutel, who's also in Young Frankenstein. Oh, wow. And Frankenstein General Hospital. <laughs> Frankenstein so, General uh, Hospital. <laughs> terrible soap opera. So, uh, yeah. Actually, it'd be a brilliant soap opera. They could put it opposite Dark Shadows. It would yes, be, exactly. It'd be great. So that's how we uh, ended up Halloween. And then after, you know, since then, we've just watched uh, we watched Deadpool 2. Yeah, Deadpool 2. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, it's they're, funny. they're good comedy writers. Yeah. yeah. Good action writers, good comedy writers. I go into those things, you know, expecting not to like them, and then I end up liking them. <laughs> so that's that's me. <laughs> so was that everything? Yep. So we all uh, either are very familiar with Day of the Dead or have recently watched it. Um, what was your first experience with this, Jolie? And I'm assuming there was some sort of video nasties thing going on in your um, life where you couldn't see it. This is the it. first one I saw at the cinema okay. of the Dead series. Okay. And it was cut. Yeah. Um, was it on its first release when you saw it? don't think so, no. No? I would have been too young for that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, were, it was in England. Yep. And it was still during the Video Nasties clampdown. It would have been... So that was, that was at its peak in 84. But it was, it was... This one wasn't banned. Okay. But it was still cut. That seems yeah. weird that this wouldn't be banned. But if they cut it heavily enough, he I guess... He had um, shots of helicopters flying around. <laughs> Yeah, that's banned in Britain. Yeah, they don't like that if, shit. If uh, a director has cachet with the critics, then they get more respect. Uh. If they're known, so like Carpenter and Romero and Cronenberg, they you'd see more. I mean, Carpenter's not gory, but Romero and Cronenberg, you, they'd leave them more, more alone yeah. than they would other directors they hadn't heard of. Right. So if it's somebody who's new on the scene or somebody who does obscure stuff, they're not... Yeah, if, if they see it as, as just another slasher or something like that, yeah. then they'll, they'll, they'll butcher it worse than right. Romero film. So you saw it heavily edited. Um, so you didn't see the... Originally, you didn't see the tearing apart scenes toward the end of the movie, did you? Yeah, you saw bits of them, right. as it were. But, um, <laughs> bits uh, and pieces. There's stuff like... Um, I can't remember. It's, it's quite a while ago, but I think when uh, the zombie gets up off the surgical table and the guts yeah. spill out, you don't see quite as much of that. Right. Mm. I could see where they would cut that. Now, um, and and then like when the guy gets his eye get, eyes gouged, the yeah. Tasso Stavrakis character. Yeah, you, you didn't see that. Yeah. So so we have uh, the female lead is Laurie Cardell, mm -hmm. who is the daughter of Chili Billy. Yes. Who we know from Night of the Living Dead. He's the reporter, and I think he might have even been in some scenes where he was. Well, he was in some scenes where he's in the field, with uh, in the original, uh, yeah, as a reporter, mm -hmm. and uh, and some shots of him on TV. I'm not sure if he did any of the radio stuff. I know Carl Hardman did some of the radio stuff, um, but uh, so there's a legacy there, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sure she knew George Romero from her dad, and I I don't know how much. 
uh, acting experience she had, but I really liked her in this. Yeah. Yeah. She sold it. Um, the opening scene, I was not ready for that the first time I saw this. Yeah. The hands bursting through okay. the wall. That's still a good scene. Yeah. Like I watch for like, okay, do I see the flaws in the wall where they're going to burst through yes, this paper every mache? Every time. And now they did a great job. They did. The texture is there. Yeah. And that must have just been timed perfectly. Yeah. There must be a cut there that you just can't perceive. It's so yeah, so quick, you know. Yeah, it's, it's pretty Cause amazing. Because doesn't the the camera position changed from kind of a f- on, straight on to the side. Yes. Yeah. And they come out. So they must've gotten the wall, you know? Yeah. You only, they only come through when you're seeing it on the side, I think. Right. Yeah. It's, it's <clears throat> pretty, it's stunning. a good cut though. Apparently the hands that grab her breasts are her husband's. Oh, okay. It's like uh, look guys, <laughs> we can do this scene, but it has to be me. <laughs> So yeah, that's um, that's a good way to kick the movie off, and and then shortly after that, we see all the scenes of of the destruction of uh, Florida, hmm. I guess. On the the calendar on the wall is Halloween. Oh yeah, because it's yeah. all crossed out right up to yeah, Halloween. Yeah. 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 So does this actually take place on Halloween, or does her daydream? Well, well, it starts does. the day. Yeah. No, because at the end of the movie. She starts the calendar and it's sometime, it's like November 4th or 5th. Oh, okay. So it does so, start. So it starts then, yeah. Yeah. The day after Halloween. Which is the Day of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, they, uh, anyway. Yeah. So it is Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. Which uh, I think the title probably was lost on a lot of people at the time that it came out. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that when I was right. in England. Yeah. It, um, yeah, Americans celebrating. Well, and it also just followed the series. Yeah, yeah. Because it yeah. was night of and then dawn of and then day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the the title made sense in sequence. But but for it to actually have that little subtle wink in there, like, hey, look at this calendar. It, it, it kind of worked. Yeah. So Halloween is the day where the veil between our world and the spirit world is the thinnest. And then what? November 1st? It's like, and now you're in the spirit world? Yeah. For, I don't know, a day. <laughs> and then then we go, then we hit reset and go back to normal, kind of like daylight savings time. I guess. Yeah. Do any other countries do daylight savings time? Yes. Yeah. Who? Uh, in fact, this is uh, Europe's last year. Oh, they're going to stop it? They're going to stop. Good for them. They've it's, decided no more. It's stupid. Uh, but yeah, lots of countries do daylight savings okay. time. You know, there's some states, well, at least I know one state doesn't, is Arizona. You know, China has only one time zone. Really? Yes. <laughs> so one coast is like six hours ahead of the other. And they're like, we're not going to mess with time and zones. And so if it's, you know, yeah, they don't mess with time zones. But France has 13 different time zones, <laughs> which is not a huge country. Right. Certainly not the size of China. France is the, what? Yes, they have a. A crazy number of time zones. Really? Yes, even though it's a tiny country. France? France, yes. Huh. The European France. <laughs> well. <laughs> Not the one in Disneyland or whatever. <laughs> or Vegas, wherever there's there's a fake one in Vegas, right? We'll have to look it up. I'm, as far as I know, the UK has one, and then you go to the, the continent, and they're an hour ahead. Oh, okay. Until you get to Eastern Europe. Huh. Ah. We'll have to look it up. Maybe it's 13 zip codes. Maybe it's the other way around. It would make more sense. <laughs> or, or area codes. Ah, that could be it. Area codes. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So alligators. Anyway. Yeah, alli- <laughs> alligators and tarantulas. Let's right. talk about those. <laughs> I, I was was like, that a zombie alligator? Um, I don't know, but I think I could detect that its nah. mouth was banded shut. It was. It was. It has uh, it has a bit of debris over its mouth. I think to, I, I to hide rem- the band. I can't remember. Yeah. That well, I know there's a faulty thing in there. I don't know if that was deliberate. What was that? Uh, so some of the zombies are at uh, cinema. Uh huh. Is it the Esquire or something? Yeah, yeah. something like that. And uh, there's you can just about see a couple of posters. Oh, okay. And. Uh, uh, they're not clear, but I think one of them is Conquest, which is a Lucio Fulci film from hmm. from that time, so '84. Mm, okay, right. And they were, and obviously they were familiar with each other. I mean, Romero and Argento were friends, mm-hmm. and I don't know if Argento and Fulci were friends, but uh, it seems like they could all hang out. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like wow, it would make that, sense. That would be a, an evening to remember, wouldn't it? I'm sure, it yeah. would. But yeah, the the alligator's mouth was obscured by some debris, and I think that was to hide the banding to hold its mouth shut from eating yeah, people that, on on the set. Sense. I think its handler is one of the zombies as well. Oh, it? that would make sense. Yeah, because I know I know they can hurt you badly with their tail and maybe kill you, but with their mouth they can definitely kill you, and it's probably a good idea to you know keep that thing wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, but that was kind of cool because you see the um, what was it? The dead rise. I think the headline says. Yeah, the dead walk. The dead walk is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. Yes. The dead rise, I think. Yeah, they they do that again in Resident Evil. Yeah. At the end of that, they show the same paper yeah. headline. That that newspaper is blowing around. And on the back page, you can see other headlines, and one of them is "Man Bites Man." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I noticed the the newspaper from Plan Nine. Uh huh. If you look at the other headlines, I don't remember what they are. It's like but there's tax some, initiatives. There's and... a tax initiative, and there, there's some sports headline above the banner. And I watched some other movie from the 70s, some low-budget movie, and they used the exact same paper. Oh. They just had a different headline for the whatever, oh. dead walk or whatever it was, you know. Do you guys remember that? Saucers over Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, saucers over Hollywood. Do you guys remember the um, that... Uh, fake latin gibberish called ipsum lorem yeah do, do you know about this julian um so basically if you needed to mock something up and and you didn't want to have to be distracted by what it actually said um there were files of this this gibberish that looks like it would be latin oh, okay. but it isn't it's called ipsum lorem and well, in England we called it inims oh okay so you had something like that mm-hmm. yeah so i i I think that some movies you could probably get away with it, mm-hmm. but if you could, you know. Now that you can pause movies, you can't yeah. get away with that. You can't get away with anything now. No. Because there's going to be some nerd going, you know what, if you freeze frame that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> someone's always going to call you out on every little detail. No, there's no excuse for like a tombstone having the wrong date on it on a Halloween movie. You know, it's like, oh, Judith Myers was not dead on that date. Mm. She, you know, she was killed on this other date. That shit's inexcusable. Was she killed on Halloween? Yeah, but I mean, what year? Like, I, oh. it's something like that where they got the year wrong on a tombstone or an obituary or a headline or something. They were way off. They put like 1892. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. She was 90 some years old. Well, some, then we get the appearance of uh, Dr. Tongue. 
Oh yeah. yeah, that guy is so gory looking. Yeah, he's excellent. Yeah, they borrowed that for um, uh, uh, The Walking Dead. They they had some zombie whose bottom jaw was missing and their tongue was hanging out. So I think that was an homage because Greg Nicotero actually yeah. worked on this. Yeah, he was he's one of the soldiers. As yeah, well. yeah, and he gets he gets uh, taken out, but about halfway through the movie, two thirds of the way through the movie. But yeah, it's a young Greg Nicotero. Right, really. you see his head, don't you? Yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's kind of a blonde, blonde yeah. Beard. Yeah. Okay. He looks he looks pretty different now. Um, but he did the bub makeup, didn't he? Oh, I, I think he was given that task. Um, I could be wrong on that. But um, yeah, he's he's gone on to be executive producer, and yeah, he was the head of the special effects for um, the Walking Dead TV show. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Will, and guess that the first time you saw this was from your friend's uh, uh, video rental store? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, it had to be. Um, uh, what's funny is I remember not caring for this one as much. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't have enough zombies. Oh, really? Yes. Now I watch it, and I'm like, oh, this has plenty of zombies. This is just about perfect. And I like Bub, but I remember being... Annoyed by him? Annoyed by Bub and the fact that there weren't, I don't know, more scenes of zombies. Right. It's kind of zombie-free till the end. Yeah. yeah. Or zombie-light till the end. Yeah. There's, um... But how was I not delighted by a clown, a zombie in <laughs> oh, clown yeah. makeup? You got a football zombie. You got... Yeah, football zombie where all these people go into a costume party. Kind of look like. When they got killed. Yeah. There was a guy wearing like a woman's apron, like he was helping with the dishes and put on his wife's so apron. There was a lady in a, in a bridal gown. Yeah. So if the guys at the army base had just handed out candy, they'd have gone away. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think there was a doo-wop group. This was a bad trick. <laughs> There's some jugglers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a... football costume guy was good. Yeah. I mean, it, it said something funny on it. I forget what it was, but it had, had something that didn't look like it would be the name of a team. Maybe some of the zombies are actually dressed as zombies. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah, you could never just take a uh, a camera loaded with black and white film and shoot a zombie crawl and have it look like an actual zombie apocalypse. It looks like... A bunch of goofballs doing Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it doesn't, it's, and this is kind of what that looks like to an extent, but. This it, was the, it's one of the fun. original zombie crawls. Yeah, <laughs> this, this probably wasn't the original zombie crawl, because they're all kind of close together and in one place, and a lot of reaching. They don't, they don't quite get as bad as Frankenstein arms, but there is a lot of reaching. Mm. Yeah. And that could be explained by rigor mortis. How about uh, ghouls with tools? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, there are some... Bub using a gun. This was definitely ghouls using tools. And and they did say, he's learning. Yes. He is learning. Well, in in the earlier versions of the screenplay, there's like uh, squads of trained zombies. Oh. And they've got specially colored vests and helmets. And they're they're given weapons. Oh, and they're told what to do. Pistols, yeah. And they're they're trained to cooperate with the soldiers and... uh, Kill, kill other zombies. Kill oh, other zombies. Weird. Wild. Do you think that was a statement of some sort, or do you think that was just a nifty idea? Well, it is kind of reduced to bub in this one. Right. But, uh, yeah, in the, in the earlier versions, you, if you go to the homepage of The Dead, you can look up. the. Uh, it's called the original screenplay, but it's actually like draft four or something. Oh, okay. He had to keep reducing the scope of it. Yeah, mm. budget um, budget concerns. Yeah, because he, he, you know, he insisted on, be, on it being unrated. 
Oh. And uh, so he had to, the, the budget ended up being like less than half of what he originally intended. Oh, wow. wow. Now, you see a lot of things in this movie that um, that are nodded to in Shaun of the Dead. Uh, well, I should say, if you watch Shaun of the Dead, you could say, ooh, that's from Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. that's from Dawn of the Dead, that's from Night of the Living Dead. Um, of course, when, um, and spoilers for Shaun of the Dead, people, um, there's a scene where uh, where the room the roommate of uh, Sean's girlfriend, uh, David, Davs, he gets pulled apart in the same way that, um, oh, what's his name? Rhodes. Rhodes. Uh, same way Rhodes gets pulled apart. So that happens. Um, and the, there's a part where Sean says, hello. Yes. <laughs> hello. And it's like, this is totally the hello from yeah. Day of the Dead. So you see a lot of this stuff. And of course, 28 Days Later uses it too, I think. He's walking Probably. walking around saying, hello. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, it's nodded too. And I, and I appreciate that. I don't hate it when it happens. I don't know about you guys, but... Uh, so they have a bunch of vehicles down in the mine. Yeah, the golf carts. Well, no, not just that, but they have like RVs and oh, yeah. vans and whatnot stored right. up. Right. But at some point, they walk by a car that looks like it's from the teens. Huh. And I just wonder, how long have they been storing things down there? Interesting. And for what reason? So you got a car from 1918, for example. Yeah. Why is it down there? Do you think it belongs to some general? And he's like, I want to store my Model A. It looked in poor shape, too. It was strange. Like they couldn't keep it out of the shot. Like you guys can't buy some tarps? Cover it up? I don't know. They were were filming an actual storage facility near northwest of Pittsburgh, didn't they? I believe so. I don't know where it was, but yeah, it was a real storage facility, I imagine. Yeah, that industrial elevator looked pretty cool. Yeah, they they can keep yachts and things down there. Yeah. Interesting. Underground storage facility. Mm -hmm. But is this one of the few that ends with a happy ending? Um, Yeah. Pretty much. Well, there's some hope in it. The the number of survivors goes up by one each movie. Oh, So not Living Dead, zero. Dawn of the Dead 2. 2. And this one you get 3. Oh, okay. So You can count Ben as a survivor until he isn't. Yeah. <laughs> so That's he true make, of he anyone. Makes it, he makes it through get, the night. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't get out of the house, though, does he? No. No, he's a bit of a homebody. <laughs> um, yeah, so favorite, uh, favorite thing about this, Will, when you... Well, you didn't like it as much when you first saw it. Yeah. Did did you have a favorite thing about it when you did watch it? Probably the gory scenes, I, yeah. if I remember correct. Yeah. You're... I just... I remember watching this, and what I really remember was them being in the mines and that weird gate yeah. thing. But, yeah, it was kind of a mind eraser for me. I hadn't seen this in so long. So you just, just recently saw it? Yeah, I'm sure I'd watched it since then. Right. It couldn't have been just when I was a little kid. But yeah. I remember watching this as a kid and being like, oh, this this was the lame zombie film because yeah. we watched the hell out of Dawn of the Dead. Oh, and, sure. You know, that seemed like a really exciting film and this one seems a little slower. Yeah. Although watching it now, I'm like, this is great. This, you know, this kept one... my intention the whole time, yeah. you know. Yeah, this one doesn't really lose its pace. I mean, there's a few scenes where it quiets down for a few minutes. Yeah. 
but it doesn't lose its pace as far as like keeping you interested. Yeah. You know, cause it, it, yeah, there's some parts where the characters simmer down for a minute and talk or you cut to the scientist. You yeah. Know. But if you had asked me, in fact, when I picked it, I was kind of like, I remember that being the boring one. Yeah. You know, and if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, what was that one? Well, that one was mostly talking, I think, <laughs> but it clearly wasn't. And I, some of Rhodes's dialogue is just oh hilarious. Oh my God. If uh, I was an actor and I had to go on auditions, his Frankenstein yeah. motherfucker speech or whatever yeah. he has. I'm running this monkey fort now, Frankenstein. <laughs> and I want to know what the fuck you're doing with my time or something like that. I remember actually pausing and rewinding and writing that quote down back back in the day. Oh, my God. It's, it's on one of my notebook covers. That would be the best monologue he chews the scenery so hard there oh, god, i should have yeah. rewound it and watched it again oh god it's amazing yeah and the and the other two guys there's a lot of cackling and a lot of you know cigar chomping and shooting and you know sweating and swearing and it's it's not good but it doesn't for whatever reason take me out of the movie like some of the other actors they you know it would be better if some of those other actors were the ones that were the most over the top and the most uh, chewing the scenery. But then, yeah. but then uh, you got these guys in there and they do kind of push their, for their part of the movie, they kind of push it a little further into not believable, but, they, oh, uh, yeah. but I give it a pass. I don't People care. People really ham it up. There was some good acting in this. Yeah. I mean, you want to, they, they want you to think, okay, they're stir crazy. Yeah. And no, that's, that's mean, why they're acting they out. All right. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, even if we kind of make fun of it. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, Headshots, guys. Headshots. Quit mowing through their torsos. (laughs) Yes. Short, controlled burst with the machine gun, please. Don't just waste those bullets. Right. I did like that uh, Sergeant Steele or whoever it is, instead of throwing his gun away when it was empty... He just puts it back in his holster. I noticed that too. Like you Which, might run across some bullets later. Most people in movies in this one, they do it too. You, once you run out of bullets, they throw their gun away. Like it's not, There's, they'll never run out and they'll never run again, uh, run into bullets again, you know, or have to pull the thing out and pretend that you have bullets in it. Yeah. You never know who you might run up against. Or you could just beat a zombie in the head with it. Can we circle back around to the intro? Uh, the money blowing down the street. Mm. Yes. Uh, it was all ones, wasn't it? Was it? I think <laughs> it was probably all fake. It was real, but it was, it was ones. It was all money, fake money. They're like, uh, how much How much you got in your wallet? Everybody okay. pull out their ones. Yeah. We don't have enough. We need like 37 more dollars for this to look like a pile of money blowing down the street. So I th- I'm sure they did something like that. But it's, there should have been some 20s and 5s in there, you know, at least. But... Times are different, you know, and I think uh, it was the 80s. There were probably people doing coke. So, yeah. you know, they had to keep They them. had to have ones. Well, they had to have money yeah. to buy more coke. There uh, was a zombie chewing a cigar in the final scenes, and I wondered, <laughs> how did that cigar stay in his mouth? Yeah. Has he not been biting people? Right. Is that just his memory there of always smoking? So Yeah. He's an always smoking zombie. Yeah, he's he's got all that residual memory. Yeah, chomping a cigar. Um, yeah. So so uh, my memory of this, of course, is uh, I did not see it at the theater. I saw it on uh, video rental, probably within a year or two of its initial release. 
to the cinema. And so we went and rented this along with other movies. And my friends and I would watch this and Return of the Living Dead and things like that back in the mid-80s to late-80s. And it was always fun. Uh, I enjoyed this one because... It was somewhere in between serious and ridiculous, you know, and, and I like the idea that if you've got a helicopter, you can do whatever you can go where you need, as long as you get this thing refueled and you could kind of survey the countryside and go, all right, let's, let's set it down here and see what it's like. And then if it's bad, you can just keep going. I was a little pissed with that fake out there at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you can't... It was a little like, oh, how can you get away with not showing us how they got the helicopter fueled yeah. and out of there before the zombies got them? Yeah. I mean, it's if it's almost empty and you only need to get a few miles away, okay, we can suspend disbelief. But um, yeah, the shooting, um, the shooting and the biting and everything did all look pretty good. Yeah. Like the special effects were, were nice. The squibs seemed to be timed right for like the one guy finally realizes he's he's done and he shoots himself mm. puts his gun in his mouth yeah it's timed perfectly steel yeah steel <laughs> uh favorite scenes julian yeah i mean, uh, i don't think you can ever top the the zombie carnage at the end oh yeah, yeah. it's just amazing series of yeah effects it really is i would say bub doing roads in is my favorite scene because you see that little moment of humanity where he, he mm-hmm. finds the doctor and he like, he's fiddling with his chain like, oh, look. Yeah. This is bad, right? Dude, you're not getting up, yeah. dude. And then he just sees Rhodes and you can see, like, you know, Howard Sherman does a really good job of yeah, changing. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. yeah. yeah ch- changing the emotion of the character just with his facial expressions. Yeah, I really liked Bob. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I've met the guy twice. He's really cool. He's like a, oh, nice. just a sweet old dude. And uh, he he does he he stands up and leans forward over his table and growls a little bit for the picture. <laughs> it just looks like that's the face that he's making, but he's grimacing and growling for you. Mm-hmm. Like he likes the selfie. <laughs> and we've mentioned before he's in the Geico commercial. Yes, the, he's the fly fisherman. Um, but yeah, that scene where and when he stumbles into the hallway, it's that kind of longer shot, mm. and then starts to turn and he sees Rhodes and starts to shoot. That is just brilliant. Like, because this dude, you just think he's going to get through this movie and screw everyone over and maybe get away. Is anyone ever going to get this guy? <laughs> and it turns out it's, it's Bub. Dub. Yeah. <laughs> so that I would say that's probably my favorite scene in the movie is the, you know, Bub taking him out and then saluting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then as far as the gore goes, yeah, the guts spilling out over the side of the table and the tearing apart scenes, those are... Ooh. Yeah, yeah, apparently they're... with uh, Rhodes, they had him stuffed with all these pig intestines. Oh yeah, uh, but the uh, someone had switched off the refrigerator. Oh, uh, so it was two all rotten earlier. So the zombies have all got nose plugs. Oh, <laughs> but he couldn't have them. Right, because you're going to see up his yeah, nose. Yeah, because you know he's not wearing tons of makeup. So uh, he had to put up with the stench. Mm. You can imagine. So it was more real for him than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. If you look at how they did the, uh, I think it's the Kevin Bacon uh, kill with the arrow through the neck in uh, the Friday the 13th movie, um, it seems like it's done the same way, where you just put a head through a table and then you've got a... F- yeah, yeah, so it, yeah. his lower half is below the floor. and Right, yeah. 
Yeah. But the, it worked. It, it looked pretty it looks real. much better than the Kevin Bacon kill. Well, yeah. Yeah. It does. You know, like Kevin Bacon kill used to be impressive, but you watch it now and you're like, it looks pretty fake now that you know mm-hmm. exactly yeah. how it's done. Yeah. So. It's, yeah, it's all, you know, it's all a matter of... Uh, what it was like in its time, I guess, and with our oh, own. certainly, yeah, but yeah. When, when you think that that's all physical, yeah, in Day of the Dead, and uh, people just aren't going to do physical effects at that scale, no, anymore. Which is stunning to me that the the less impressive CGI stuff is more affordable, mm-hmm. like, and doesn't look as good. You know, it, oh, it's it, never going to look as good. Yeah, why does practical look better and cost more? Because well, it's, 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 it's real. It's, it's present. <laughs> it's actually yeah. there. They actually have to, you know, interact with it. Yeah. You know, as opposed to ones and zeros. Yeah, I guess. In some nerd's basement. <laughs> I always think of it like, oh, it's got to be some super expensive software on some super expensive computer run by somebody who's paid a lot of money. And apparently that's not what it is because they're just like, yeah, we'll CG it. It's cool. We'll just CG that in. Yeah. We'll fix it in post. Whoa. Yeah. It's like that. So, um, storyline, you guys happy with it? Yeah. It's a good storyline. Yeah. None of the characters were too exaggerated other than maybe the cackling oh, the, soldiers. Well, why didn't he do evening as the dad after this? <laughs> Yeah, Twilight of the Dead is one of the proposed titles, isn't it? Well, was it? Yeah. It's... Yeah. It sounds kind of lovely. A little elegant, maybe. Twilight of <laughs> Twilight the Dead. The dead. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. I yeah. like it a lot. They're, they're in a ballroom. Yeah. And the zombies. They're kind of dressed up. Everybody's dressed up. Yeah. That's how the ultra-wealthy dealt with the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, they had them as waiters. Yeah. Yeah, could you see Bub in a tux? Mm-hmm. There you go. Carrying a tray of drinks. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. No, I think that... Uh, and the zombies have to relearn how to kill. Yeah. And mix cocktails. And mix cocktails. <laughs> They're tired of being slaves. It's revolt of the zombies. The zombies are revolting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Aren't they? <laughs> um, no, I think that uh, the characters that are over the top don't ruin it for me. Oh, no, and, no, no. And, and it's more than made up for in but some I other think, ways. I think Rhodes' uh, Frankenstein speech there. Oh, yeah. Is uh, up there at the top of the chewing the scenery. <laughs> oh, it's, it's good. Uh, Hall of Fame, you know. So he, yeah. he played a cop in Dawn of the Dead. Oh okay. oh, okay. Some, some fans like to speculate it's the same guy. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're brothers. Yeah. One was in the co- one was a cop, and one was in the army. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah, I could see that. Different paths, similar focus. Yeah, great. Um, now this is this has made it to Blu-ray. Yep. Um, what have they done extra on this one? Because I see you've got yeah, that's the Blu-ray there. Uh, yeah, do we have like additional footage or anything? Yes, bonus features. The village voice calls it jaw dropping. Now, are they being cute? Ha ha. Ha Because of that one guy. <laughs> so you, you get like uh, behind the scenes footage of Savini's, uh, Savini at work. Oh, cool. Yeah, a young strapping Savini. Yeah, so it's him and Tasso and Greg Nicotero. And yeah. Is having fun. Yeah, Savini's probably near 40 years old and looks like he's 20. Yeah. <laughs> he's just aging differently. Yeah. Tasso's one of the soldiers as well. Oh, okay. Well, that's super cool. Yeah, let's see. Bonus features. Audio commentary. 
uh, director George A. Romero, special effects Tom Savini, designer Cletus Anderson, and actress Laurie Cardell. Uh, so yeah, good audio from them. Uh, audio commentary with filmmaker Roger Avery. The many days of Day of the Dead, whatever that is. It sounds like a nice little feature. It's an all-new 39-minute documentary featuring interviews with writer-director. There's, oh, there's nice. also uh, there's like a, one of those um, industrial films where it shows the uh, containment facility. Oh, oh, nice. So it's all brightly lit. And... So you get to see what it's really like. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, you got behind-the-scenes stuff, film facts, gateway commerce center promo. Okay, that must be that thing. Trailers and TV spots. Wow, that's a lot of cool extra content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, borrow it if you like. Oh, I'd love to watch all that extra stuff. Um, so yeah, this one, big recommend. I've always recommended this to people. How about you guys? Yes. Yeah. Now that you've seen it with new eyes, yes. well. <laughs> and you watched it on Shutter. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it. I mean, it looks so good. It's got to be you know the same transfer they used for the Blu-ray. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, there's there were no crappy edits or cigarette burns or no nothing warbly. Yeah, I find the conventional um, wisdom about this is like people were disappointed by it the first time around because it wasn't the topper, yeah, Uh the spectacular that you know ended the trilogy, right? And uh, and but but later people rewatched it and yeah consider it. Really I totally good. agree with that, you know. New appreciation. Yeah, I could see that. I still haven't gotten, gotten over my initial disappointment, though. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I find uh, that it, it does kind of drag for me in the in the middle. Does it? It feels like it's more of a stage play than, a, you know, a movie. I can see that. Yeah, I can totally oh, it's see a good, that. Good stage play. You mean like, the, the, like when they're hanging out in the trailers? Yeah, they're just sitting they're, discussing philosophy. Uh, they are a bit hampered by their location, I think, yeah. because it is, I mean, it's not scenic down there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and they are kind of all stuck in one little place. But, you know, when it when it's, uh, it's good moment, good moments are great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, this is probably a good place to wrap it up, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah, probably it's an hour. Yeah, yeah, we talked about uh, some other stuff and this, um, so we give it recommends. And if people you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, I watched it. I was a little let down in the first one. Watch it again. Just watch it again. Mm-hmm. You will dig it. Uh, I can't promise you, but I think you'll dig it. Um, we don't know what we're going to do for next time, do we? No. Uh, we we're going to no try idea. to see Suspiria, and we don't know what our time frame is going to be. So yeah. we'll, uh, the next chance we all get to see Suspiria, we'll do a show on it. And if, uh, if nothing else, um, we, you know, we got somebody on, uh, on reserve who's mm. going to talk with, with us about Nicolas Cage. Right. A bit of an expert. That would be good. Yeah. So uh, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>